0: Hey, everybody, Kevin Grossman, president of Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards. Our 2022 Candidate Experience Benchmark Research Program is now open, and your organization can start benchmarking your candidate experience today. There's no deadline to start, just to finish, and that deadline is August 31st, 2022. But if you start now, you can do continuous feedback with your candidates in our benchmarking program till the deadline. To learn more and register, go to thetalentboard.org. Now enjoy the podcast.
1: So their struggles are all around intelligence. Help me efficiently, quickly find like, OK, if I received a million and a half applicants this year, who should I be talking to? Why, when and how? And that's challenge number one. So that's the feast situation.
0: You're listening to the Candy Shop Talk podcast brought to you by Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards Benchmark Research and hosted by Kevin W. Grossman. Talent Board is the first nonprofit research organization focused on elevating and promoting a quality candidate experience. The Candy Shop Talk podcast welcomes Anil Darney, CEO and founder at Sense, making it easy for hiring teams to automate and manage their entire recruiting process and a proud Candy sponsor. Listen in on how improving candidate experience impacts recruiting and the business bottom line. Thank you for joining me on the Candy Shop Talk podcast, Anil. You are the CEO and founder of Sense, which makes it easy for hiring teams to automate and manage their entire recruiting process. So before we get started, tell us a little bit more about you and what you do today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Kevin. It's it's wonderful to do this finally. Yeah, so we've been um, in the space for about five years now. And uh, we really focus on companies, you know, our phase one of the company was around uh, helping uh, folks that were hiring at scale, really engage uh, with their candidates in a very personalized way, something that wasn't possible before. Um, And we really focused on uh, helping some of the largest staffing companies like ADECO, Kelly Services, Staff Marks of the World, who were early adopters of our technology to engage and hire people at scale and hire them fast. Uh, when they started reporting significant results, like you know being able to reduce a reduction in time to hire, we knew our next step was to bring the same technology into the hands of global talent and recruiting leaders. So today we work with over 600 plus global organizations and their talent teams, and we do the same thing. It's helping them hire talent fast, find the right talent and do that at scale. But I think what also really helps us stand apart is we know the jobs of tier leaders is no longer just hire. It's no longer about getting that person at the offer stage, but it is also extending into how do you help them get retained? How do you worry about them and make sure that they are actually coming to work, showing up and staying for the first 90 days and they have a great onboarding experience? So think of sense all the way from a hello to a hire, to actually ensuring that people are showing up to work, which is becoming quite challenging today, as you can imagine.
0: It is, especially for, well, not even only for high volume hiring and for hourly employees, for example, it's happening in the professional realm too. It is a very bizarre world. I remember all those years ago, coming to meet you in your office are in, in the early days. And, and now here we are. It's great that you are uh, also now a supporter of the Candies and the Candidate Experience Awards. And we totally appreciate that. It is a bonkers upside down world today, as you know. And companies are not only struggling on the recruiting and hiring front, as you just mentioned, they're struggling on the retention front too. Everybody's hair is on fire right now. And trying to get positions filled, the labor market, all, we know all the, the all the stats. Millions of people have left. They've shifted work. It's the great resignation. It's the great reshuffling. It's the great renegotiation. I've heard so, I mean, there's so many words you can insert. So tell us more specifically then when you're saying helping companies hire faster, and then we'll get to the retention part too, but recruit and hire faster at scale. And especially to the point of improving the candidate experience, which is super critical because you know, humans can't, with the volume of people that some of these organizations are hiring there's even the largest team cannot humanize every single interaction that they have. They just just can't do it. So tell us, how does that work then? How are you doing it at scale?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So actually, you know, uh, it's it's really funny, like the way we talk about it internally and based on what we are hearing from uh, talent acquisition leaders is we're in two worlds. So one world, and I will paint that picture, is the feast world, which is kind of it's weird that we say this even today when we are hearing about all these challenges about attracting right candidates. But when you are big brand, you have candidates applying to you in the millions every single year. And there you are faced the teams, the TA teams are faced with this issue of like, actually, I don't have a problem of going out and finding more. But how the hell do I know the people that are applying to me are good enough for me to chat with or not? right, to have conversations with. So their struggles are all around intelligence, help me efficiently, quickly find like, OK, if I received a million and a half applicants this year, who should I be talking to? Why, when and how? And that's challenge number one. So that's the fee situation. The famine situation, which is we are finding in a lot of verticals like healthcare, care, logistics, uh, retail, hospitality, there they are saying, Listen, our candidate flow has just dried up. What do we do? And we are spending five times more on job boards and we are receiving only a trickle of candidates, literally 25 percent of the candidate volume at 5x the spend. Right. So there the struggle is, OK, if I get that one candidate, how do I quickly engage with them? But listen, Kevin, you know one way to think about it is what is the job to be done for our customers? But another way to think about it, what is the job to be done for the job seeker, right? The job seeker is looking for instant communication. They're looking for, you know, I went to that retail website, I applied for the job, I applied at midnight, and now I'm receiving a response 48 hours later. And that is what needs to change. And so we work, for example, you know, whether it's through text messaging to AI chatbots, our software helps that communication become immediate, versus what it is today, which there's a very, very long time. So how do we take that screening process, that interview scheduling that have, where candidates are going back and forth with recruiters that could take days to minutes? And that's how job seekers basically move through the candidate funnel in a much faster, quicker way, and always focus on three things with them. They are getting immediate feedback. They're also giving feedback on the process. Do I like this experience? Am I enjoying every time that I have a conversation with the company? Number two, we are setting expectations for the candidates. right? We are telling them, what does the process really look like? How long will it take for the t- recruiter to communicate back to you? And what is the next step? And the last thing is all around transparency. Who is this company? What is this job about? Which is the team that you'll be working at? So it's really focusing on that end to end experience of the job seeker from a job seeker's perspective versus the company thinking like, this is all about me and my experience.
0: Well, you know, you're, you're preaching to the choir as, as that expression goes. No, and I mean, it's, it's great to hear that. And, and why is because, again, with any hiring volume whatsoever, the reality for most job candidates is that the majority of them, they're not getting the job. We you've run the numbers. It's the way. It's it's that's just the way that it works. And from a candidate's perspective, it's never about being a happy candidate because I'm only going to be happy if I get hired. That's all I care about. And and I always. I- I've been ranting about this for the past couple of years, but from the candidate's perspective, unless they're in our space, like HR recruiting technology and are applying for Sense, for example, most candidates don't care about who's doing the hiring necessarily, although they wanna have a relationship if they can. They don't care about the processes that a company has. They don't care about the technologies that are being used. They only care about getting hired and most won't. So then then what is, but everything that we do, everything that Sense does for its customers, the platform, the automated communication, and all those things impact my perception of fairness as a candidate and my sentiment of whether that's hopefully positive more than negative and so what i'm babbling on about here is the fact that the tenants that you just hit on feedback expectation setting a communication so too many companies are inconsistent with at the point of application which is really the length of the journey for most the reality sometimes they're waiting until the wreck is filled and then do disposi- then releasing that disposition for everybody, but, but that could be weeks or months later. And when you said forty eight hours, that's great. I mean, the the theme that we're hearing from our community and that we're the drum that we beat three to five days max is really a good target. One to two weeks is is still a long time, but it is a long time. But sometimes it's weeks, it's weeks and weeks, or not, it's months later. And then all of a sudden, it's like if that's six months later, and I've already moved on, maybe I got another job, whatever the case is, and I get a rejection notice months later give me that survey to fill out about my experience with you
1: (laughs) i mean and kevin actually actually you're hitting something really really incredible which is even in this tight labor market right tier leaders are saying where are these candidates and yet you hear actually when you talk to the candidates and job seekers they are saying listen i actually applied recently to 10 jobs i heard back only from one company and that is mind-blowing it's like okay only if the market is so tight Shouldn't you really care about every single person that's showing up and knocking on your door, at least have a conversation, at least figure out maybe they might not be the right fit for that role, but there might be other roles at your company that they might be a better fit for. So, again, I think it's one of the problems is, as I mentioned, especially in the famine case, is just not having the time or the bandwidth to be able to process that level of candidates. In the famine side, actually, it's also interesting when somebody's applying at 1 a.m., You need to wait. You need to wait for the recruiter to show up during the day, look through their work and then figure out when can I actually have a conversation with this candidate? But what if there was this technology that could actually modernize your tech stack and make sure that you're having conversations when the job seeker wants to have the conversation and you're working on their timetable?
0: Exactly. Too, Because too soon is too soon, too, right? I can remember, God, this is years ago when we did one of our first in-person workshops that we're going to be getting back to this year, which we're excited about, is that... We we're sitting around it was a, 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 bunch, a bunch of TA folks, TA leaders and 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 frontline recruiters and we were just it was kind of like an, an open share about good and bad experiences that they had and there was one recruiter who was very clear about her you know i was super interested in this company and i researched it and i tried to network in and i took my time it was one of those application processes where i can i have to they make me create an account so i could but then i took my time filling everything out and i and i really thought i had everything nailed and felt you know we all feel like we have some some level of experience hopefully that we if if unless you're, you're a serial applier, most of us have something that's why we're applying and we're interested in a job and she did it and she hit submit and 30 seconds later she got a automated Canned rejection note. And we all know today, everybody's knows that your the automation is recruiting automation is a big part of, of especially the front end, will and throughout the process, but she will never do anything. I mean, she said, I will never do anything with that company again. I will never apply again. That was just at the point of application. Then you can imagine people who get screened and interviewed and assessed and have more investment in the process and then are left hanging too. That which is a whole a whole nother thing. So there are similar platforms that are out there today. So what, what is one, we, we touch on a couple of things, but what's another one or two key differentiators for Sense and how you're working with now with employers, but of course with staffing industry first, but what is a differentiator or two?
1: Yeah. So I think um, actually, you know, Okta did a recent research and they said like typically um, employees at companies are using on average especially enterprise, about 50 different applications, right? And I think that's where the rub is, especially with tier leaders, where the recruiters are expected to learn 15 to 20 systems on average, jump from one system to the other. Same thing's actually happening on the job seeker front, right? So job seeker is moving from one app, one vendor you're using, to the next vendor, to the next vendor. And that experience, to your point, is like, it's not seamless, it's broken. And then who is that one single layer of software that is recording all these conversations in a single place that can then speak to and say, listen, this candidate is actually a really good fit. Maybe not for this job, maybe for this other job. Or based on this conversation, this candidate is really anxious. They need to be told a little more about the team that they'll be interviewing with, share a little more information about the hiring manager, the role and reduce the anxiety. So when they come for the interview, it's actually a delightful experience, right? And actually that's the story here that we are mentioning that all these point solutions that don't talk to each other, what's happening is it's missing out who is this job seeker. What are their preferences? What are they really wanting? Have we shared enough about the company, the culture, the values that there's going to be a perfect match here? Right. So I think that is the big differentiator. And the last piece I'll tell you is, you know, the, the thing that I started with, it's not just enough to give them to an offer stage, right? How do we ensure that they do show up on the first day at work? How do we make sure that they stay on the assignment, on the job and are actually productive and successful at work? So I think TA teams especially are missing closing the loop as to what happened with the candidate. Did they even show up to work? Did they even enjoy the work that we thought that they were good fits for? And so I think that's the true differentiation where we are really maintaining this high touch communication and touch points and engagement with the candidate all throughout the journey. So for us, it's not just the candidate experience, it's the talent experience.
0: Well, and I I agree with you on that because we've always argued that the candidate experience is perpetual anyway, because even as happily employed new employee or current employee, whatever the case is, you're still a potential candidate. No matter what, to, to stay at the organization as well as to move on and go somewhere else, so it's a twenty four seven proposition. And candidate and employee experience is inextricably linked, definitely. So let's let's touch on that retention aspect a little bit more because we know in our in our Candy Benchmark research every year that the candidates, the the new hires, the candidates who accept their offers and are getting ready to start, and this is across job types, hourly, professional, management, that the more interaction communication, engagement that they get before day one. Help is definitely a, a great retention starter out of the gate and not just about getting paperwork out of the way, but communicating with them about their job. And we also recommend the companies, you know, in our data, less than forty percent of the new new hires are hearing from their hiring managers before day one. That always blows me away. But what? Are, how are they? Are they meeting other team members that they're going to be working with and for? Whether they're remote or in person doesn't matter. The more engagement and communication that happens before day one—not 30 days out, not 60 days out, not 90—that although that's all important still too, of course. But that is cri- that's critical. So how is sense then helping to? What is that? Are they just communications about hey, you're going to start soon. This is what's going to happen. How does that work with your with your system?
1: Yeah, great great question. So one is absolutely. That's really correct. So one is a series of nudges, and this is all around the transaction piece, right, which is onboarding. Here are the documents you need to fill. Here is some more information around, uh, you know, where you need to show up, the building. Then there is the more touchy feely stuff, Kevin, which I would say is more an introduction from the hiring manager. Let me t- tell you a little more about the team, right? Super
0: important. Super important.
1: Yeah. So using our tool, for example. The hiring manager in a particular function can record a video and send the video via our tool. So you can send that as a message that goes out to the to the candidate and it's like welcoming them to the team. Right. Same thing like introducing them to uh, the bigger team through just maybe here are the LinkedIn profiles of some of the people that you'll be working with. Again, this candidate is feeling the joy. They're feeling that instant connection. Here are some projects that we are working on currently. Right. And then also so now they show up on the first day when they show up on the first day then it's all about checking in maybe it's midday and, and think about it right so what happens in healthcare versus what can happen in logistics And in um, you know if you're a driver for a, for a UPS or FedEx you know how are you checking in and checking in with them hey did you even have your desktop set up did you even have your desk there uh, was there somebody to greet you did the recruiter show up or the HRBP person show up and meet you or did you did you have a Zoom call so again Constantly checking in, but it's not about annoyance. It's about where they are in the journey. So because a platform knows you are on day one today, then you are on day seven, then you're on day 30. We know this is your 30th day with the company. So what kind of question should you be asking for an employee that's on day 30 versus you should be asking for an employee that's on a one year anniversary? Right. That changes. Also, what kind of a question should you be asking somebody who's a manager versus somebody who is an individual contributor, right? So those are the journeys that you can build right on SANS and you can make them hyper personalized and targeted where the employee experience is very much personalized. It's like, oh, wow, this company really cares about me. They're checking in with me with this context. They know who I am and they know what role I play in the company, right? And that's what makes it really unique.
0: Absolutely. Today, there's lots of TA leaders that are in our candy community that we've heard from that are are just getting beat up. They're getting beat up by business leadership. They're getting beat up by the market. Healthcare, as you mentioned already, I mean, it's the cost per hire has skyrocketed of bringing those those people on. So what would you say to business leadership. And this is kind of, in a, in a way, it's kind of a little bit of a summation of some of the things you've already highlighted in this in this podcast today, but the, the measures of success of being a sense customer, not just for the frontline recruiters, obviously, as the users, but for the TA leaders, the HR, the people responsible for people management, and just the business leaders too, in the sense like, what are the measures of success of how you are helping? And if you've got a specific example, whether you want to name the company or not, is up to you, but do share that, what do you tell them?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think one thing, and this was sort of our pitch, even internally, you know, this is how we look at our performance and how good a job we are doing from a product and ROI perspective for our customers, is we think experience is the disruptor, right? It's very easy to have these conversations with companies because they believe their customer experience is amazing. And we tell them, if your customer experience is amazing and you're investing so much in it, have you thought about the same way your candidate experience, your recruiter experience, and your hiring manager experience. Those are the three people that matter, the constituents that matter the most. How are you 10Xing that? And have you got an experience where the friction has been absolutely reduced, where it is speed and feedback loops that are there in place, where you're getting real time information and you're delighting at the end of the day, this net promoter score on the candidate side, on the recruiter side, on the hiring manager that you can get and triage and say, okay, is it great? And how can I 10X this? So that is what we focus on. That is what we work on. And we tell everybody that no person, just the way no customer is the same, no candidate is the same, right? So how are you treating a warehouse candidate versus an executive leader candidate versus somebody who's coming in from, you know, a diversity and inclusion uh, perspective. So our college campus recruiting. So we need to create separate experiences and differentiated experiences in each of those. And that's what Sense enables. So we can look at these journeys through these cohorts and say, hey, people that are coming in your campus recruiting pipeline have this kind of NPS. Candidates and job seekers that are coming from your warehouses have this kind of NPS and this kind of resonance with your brand. Just the way you measure your customer experience that's the way you need to me- start measuring your recruiting and talent experience.
0: Uh, that's why companies need need to participate in our candidate experience benchmark research every year. So they, they get that in addition to any continuous feedback, whether it's through the Sense platform or however companies wanna do it, get the feedback and then Understand what your strengths and weaknesses are and then act on that because a lot of the times of what we find year after year, with the exception of making a big investment maybe in a new technology system or whatever the case is that takes a little bit more of a business case, most of the changes we're talking about are incremental with companies and they're always related to communication, feedback, expectation, setting, and transparency. Every single Year. So Anil, what's coming up on your roadmap? Tell me something top secret. I promise I'm not gonna tell anybody. It's just it's just us talking right now. But what's what's coming for sense? What are you excited about this year?
1: Yeah, I think so. As I said, you know, we've really focused around this communication and engagement piece, but now what we are really building is the intelligence piece, right? So how do we make the job seeker experience more like a consumer experience, right? But with intelligence in it. So I applied for this job. I thought I was a great fit. And then I get into this whole thing. There's a black hole or I get auto rejected to your point. Right. But maybe we can help that candidate. Maybe we have intelligence in the system, which says, listen, like, actually, you know what? You're not a good fit for that. Let me tell you why. But also let me nudge you to these two other jobs that we have. Actually, you will be good for those two jobs. And then on the back end, like now imagine telling the recruiter, listen, Anil has just applied here. We told them not good. But applying these two places, can you have a very quick conversation? Because guess what? Anil's waiting on the platform right now. He's having a conversation right now. Can the human take over? And can you have a conversation right away and help them feel connected with the company? And maybe he or she is the right fit for the job. So providing intelligence on both sides to do the matchmaking in a way where it's a win win for both the parties, right? The company and the person loves the job and they're going to stay and be productive and successful. So that's what we are working on.
0: That's great. And this I'm assuming this is AI related, machine learning related kind of matching.
1: Yeah, the amount of data we start collecting because we are having these real-time conversations through a chatbot, we are having conversations through text messaging, WhatsApp, we are getting their net promoter score, survey results, so we know their engagement feedback. We also know their performance, we also know are they showing up to work, are they engaged at work, and based on all that then we can suggest and really change what kind of jobs they apply to and how successful they can be at a, at their work.
0: That's fantastic. Anil, the last question I always like to ask my guests is that we're always working all the time. Work, 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 always work. However, we all like to do other things, right? So what else does Anil like to do?
1: Yes. So so definitely being at home and working from home has given me more time for family activities. Um, I have two, two young kids. So Um, I love playing tennis uh, with my kids. We love to cook and now we are definitely trying to travel more. So we are getting back into the travel world. So looking forward to things opening up this year. Yeah, so travel, cooking, and tennis. I guess
0: that's great. So we attempt to play tennis. We actually call it chase the ball. That's the exercise that my wife and I just have dabbled in it a little bit. And sometimes we play with our kids, and because we have actually these courts, outdoor courts, right down the street from us, and um, it's fun, but it's a lot of chasing the ball. So have you tried right.
1: pickleball? You might want no, to. No, and, and I,
0: I've I heard. I know we have we have family members that are like in super competitive tur- tournament leagues. And I had no idea how, how, but that is, that's something that we should probably explore. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I've heard a lot about it. So, well, Anil, thanks so much for being on the candy shop talk podcast. Looking forward to working with you this year and, and seeing you in person soon.
1: Yeah. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the candy shop talk podcast. For more information about Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Benchmark Research, visit www.thetalentboard.org.